Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camel wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. And by Professional Hearing Care, LLC of Moston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg. EROFHearingCare.com. Happy New Year to you. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll find out what Vernon County's resident Sasquatch has planned for the new year. And we'll meet the creator of the Fish Donkey, the smartphone app that could change tournament fishing as we know it. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, and joining us is Pat Hasberg, proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop, located on Northport Drive in Madison and on the web at dsbait.com. You'll find links to his Facebook and Instagram accounts and his weekly fishing report posted every Friday morning to help you get ready for the weekend or where you can cry in your beer about the lack of ice, depending on your on the way you feel about uh, fishing opportunities here. Well, Pat, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again and two weeks in a row again. How about that? Pleasure. Always happy to talk to you, Dan. Well, how was your Christmas? I I listened to your fishing report, and I know you spent some time on the water over in the Milwaukee area. Yeah, my in-laws live over there, and they really do it up for Christmas. And you know, it's nice to get away from all the chaos that goes on with that. They're not far from Clutch Park, so I went down there and just wet a line for a little bit on Christmas Day. And I had a fish on briefly, but otherwise I was skunked. But it was fine, and always nice to get out of the house. It certainly is, and you posted a video of the new fish passage there. Uh, It's not technically a ladder, and you were telling me about it off-air, but that's where we used to do the intros to my show, but that is now gone, and uh, it's now a refuge, right? Yeah, that whole corner over there on the other side of where you park normally at Kletch, that corner is a fish refuge now where you're not allowed to fish, and then they've installed a fish passage, which is a, actually a very beautifully constructed kind of an offshoot of the Milwaukee River that allows fish to swim up and, and continue their migration upstream. So, yeah, it is a bit of an end of an era. I, I fished there for uh, almost 20 years now myself, and, yeah, it was always great because the fish would back up there, but, of course, that is not great for their spawning activities. So it's nice and it's not nice all at the same time. Yeah, it'll be good for fishermen up river, up above that dam, because then it's open all the way up to Grafton, I think. There is a passage in Thienesville that was constructed, gosh, about a decade ago or longer. And otherwise, I don't think there's anything that blocks the movement of fish upstream. I think you're right, yeah. All right, well, I'll have to get over there when I get to Milwaukee and take a look at it. It's been a while. But let's talk about the Madison area and what's going on. No really fishable ice yet, right? Yeah, I mean, this especially with over the Christmas holiday there, we you know we had rain and 50 degrees for several days, and that really took away any remnants of ice that we might have had around town. So it's all open water here. But, you know, it looks like after this weekend, uh, things are going to cool down and, and we'll have some evenings with low 20s, so we'll make some ice. Uh, it's not going to happen fast and furious, but slow ice is better than no ice, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, yeah. people are still fishing open water, launching boats here and there. That's right. Yeah, I, I counted four boats on Monona yesterday when I drove past on John Nolan Drive, and then on Mendota, I could, from the Warner launch, I think there was four four trailers in the Warner launch, so folks are definitely still getting out, and the walleyes are snapping still, kind of still in that early winter season shallow bite is still going on really good on both Mendota and Monona, and then, you know, some bluegills and crappies still coming out of Monona Bay. I, I went down there Saturday night myself with my fly rod and picked up a couple uh, not monster gills, nothing to write home about, but you know, it was nice to get out and cast a rod and, and feel a tug on the line because yeah, we, the ice fishing just isn't happening here yet. Yeah, and how about the other lakes? I imagine it's the same story. Yeah, I mean I haven't heard much out of Wabisa other than some walleyes being picked up near Babcock Park and Bible Camp on the southeast end of the lake and I haven't heard anything out of Kiganza lately. Well, how about Kashkinong or Lake Wisconsin, any of those other outlying places? Yeah, they're, 
heard they're getting some fish on Kashkanang, right where the Rock River dumps in there, mm-hmm. Blackhawk Island area, and then all the way upstream past Fort Atkinson and up to Jefferson. If you can find a deeper hole, they're getting good walleyes and saugers out of there. Lake Wisconsin has had an off-and-on relationship with ice, but it's currently open, of course, uh, with that warm weather we had. And folks are getting walleyes up there, too. So, you know, the walleyes are definitely still active. And and, uh, I've heard a lot of good reports here in town of guys still getting out and catching muskies. You know, that's open till the 31st, so they're still doing it. Yeah, it is a rare opportunity for people who have the fortitude and the gumption to get out. Now, how about bait? Is bait available? On the musky side of things, no. The bait box on the rock in Fort Atkinson has had occasional musky suckers. They must get them from somewhere that everywhere in Madison and all the dealers around here don't, because our, our, our folks have told us they're done with musky suckers. But working some lures slowly, and you can definitely still get some fish for sure. Mm-hmm. And how about minnows, uh, fatheads and uh, smaller oh, suckers yeah. and shiners and that? Yeah, well, shiners, crappie minnows, all, we, we've got all that, and yeah, folks have been picking that stuff up, not at the numbers they would, of course, if we had ice, but, uh, you know, the, there there is still a fairly surprising amount of uh, shore anglers that are doing well, you know, with a, a slip bobber, a lighted slip bobber at, at, at night has been uh, real effective, I, I feel like, uh, outproducing lures these days, which, you know, earlier in the fall, lures are the way to go when the water gets colder those fish get slower and uh, it seems like they're more into minnows these days Uh uh-huh well and there is no trout fishing now is there until the first of the year the sixth of january oh that's right first saturday of the year so it'll be the sixth this year yeah that's when the inland uh, catch and release season opens which you know, the, uh, with the, the, looking at the extended forecast, it looks like we're going to have some pretty nice temperatures to get out and do some trout fishing, too. So while we may not have the bitter cold, I, I guess, you know, having temperatures to be able to do stuff like that is nice. And, of course, if you are a steelhead or uh, cold water Lake Michigan tributary angler, you can do that year-round right up to the first dam, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, there's always... Always that option, as long as there isn't, I, I always have trouble with shelf ice, you know, that creeps out from the shore. Yeah. But that certainly wasn't a problem on Christmas weekend, and yeah, as long as you can get out and cast, you'll be doing just fine. Well, what do you think this new year is going to bring us? <laughs> well, if I was able to predict that, I'd be a much more wealthy man, I'm sure, but we'll just have to see. The extended forecast through January, and who knows what that's really worth says that it's supposed to cool down and we're supposed to get some more colder temps to come through so hopefully we get some some good ice i'm doubtful that some of you know like lake mendota i'm doubtful it's going to freeze over this year but fingers crossed you know i obviously hope it does but this is uh, not a great start that's for sure some folks at the university have kept track of the ice cover on mendota for gosh it might be as much as 50 or 100 years i can't remember you probably know more about that than i do yeah, I think it's the limnology department over there at the UW, and yeah, they've been keeping track for, I believe it's at least 100 years. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have records going back a long, long time, and I'm not sure if Mendota has ever not frozen over. Maybe there was one year where it didn't freeze over, but so it's, it's pretty rare for it not to freeze over. Now, every year, the ice may not be safe, but it, it at least caps over basically every year, but... Who knows this year? The the temps I've been hearing from folks that have been out are they're still in the 38 degree range, so quite a ways from freezing temperatures still. And you know that's a deep, deep lake that uh, will take a while. So fingers crossed. Hopefully, hopefully she freezes over. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Well, Pat, I told you before we started recording that this will be our final formal Madison report that we do every week at this time, or have been doing every week at this time for many years. Now it's going to be incorporated into the 50-minute show that will begin on the hour, so folks can still hear reports from Madison from time to time, and we'll definitely be calling you, but we'll be starting on the hour instead of before the hour in the Madison area, and that's pretty much the case with all of our broadcasts. So thanks so much for that report, and we will keep in touch and see what we can learn as the winter progresses. Thanks so much, Dan. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and Happy New Year to yourself and your family and all the listeners out there. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. 
Folks, that was Pat Hasford, proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop, Madison's Fishing Headquarters. They're located on Northport Drive in Madison on the web at dsbait.com. You'll find links to his Facebook and Instagram accounts and his weekly fishing report there. And it's posted every Friday morning to help you get ready for the weekend. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Are you putting off treating your hearing loss for you or a loved one because you can't afford it? Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Venipole from Professional Hearing Care, and I'm telling you that you couldn't be further away from the truth. I believe that everyone should have access to hearing health care and improve cognitive health, and that's why we offer our affordable treatment plan. Our team is dedicated to taking the stigma and cost of hearing loss out of the picture. For a free consultation, call 608 608- Two nine two four nine one six, or visit our website at www.profhearingcare.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. By the way, all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again from Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, did you have a good Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, uh, got a chance to hang out with some family and, you know, we're, we're, we're not done with Christmas entirely. We got some this weekend and, and, uh, you know, kind of dribbles in here and there when you've got, uh, family spread out across, uh, across the country. Yeah, it's kind of nice to spread a holiday over a week or so. My brother, my family is always considered birthdays to be a week-long thing, and, and that's partly because somebody forgets, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, the kids, like, the kids like it spread out, too, you know? It's oh, not, oh, they, sure. oh, every few days, oh, there's something new to open up, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our wedding anniversary was a couple days ago, and my sister sent me uh, congratulations or, you know, uh, uh, and I said, well, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 32 years, you know, you forget once in a while. But anyway, uh, how about your deer hunting? Do any more? You know, I'm trying, Dan, some last, uh, last ditch efforts here to, to get a, get a deer. And, and, uh, you know, I've been, been close. It's all been public land stuff and I'm, I'm really trying to dial some, some, uh, places in. I'm seeing deer on a regular basis. Uh, but you know, you have to get them within bow range and that's tougher and tougher sometimes. Yep, for sure. Well, I am not bow hunting right now. I might before the season ends, but, um, doing other things. And I finally shot my two muzzle loaders uh, that were loaded, but uncapped, of course, to, um, clean them. And one, the night rifle, which I've had for many years, didn't go off, so I, after popping three caps, I said, okay, I'm gonna, you know, pull it apart, and that's the part I don't like about muzzleloader shooting, and I know there are a lot of uh, diehards out there who love it, and who are not, who don't have a problem getting uh, greased up and dirt all over their hands and everything, I mean, it washes off with soap and water, sure, but, sure. you know, it's not No, I, I hear you, mine, yeah. mine didn't go off either, uh, when I uh, tried cleaning it out uh, at the end of the muzzleloader season, and uh, you know it was a wet, wet muzzleloader season, and I, I think uh, I think uh, you know I, obviously I got some moisture in somewhere, but I use uh, uh, Buckhorn 209 or Blackhorn 209, and so it's it's you know the granule you know powder, and uh, yeah, that stuff's kind of a pain in the butt to to clean up. You really got to make sure it's out of your threads for your inline, and it's it's tough to clean. Yep. Well, I take them apart, hot water, soap and water, and then uh, boar butter, natural stuff. You know, the the mountain men used bear grease. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. Roger Roger Williams told me, hey, you got some lamb fat. Uh, bring that. I've got lots of lamb fat frozen in, in one of our freezers that we haven't done anything with. So I'm there you going to take it to him. So. Well, John called from Peru. And next month, he and Sally Ann are going to Switzerland. He's planning to go snowboarding in the Alps. And, yes, you know, 
uh, jet setters, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. we'll, have to, we'll have to get a report when he comes back down to earth here in Wisconsin. Is that what they, they're, they're dinks, right? Double income, no kids, right? Dinks. Uh, well, that helps, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's on the short end of the dink, but... Um, you know, she works for the U.N. and, and does very sure. well, and, and so sure. they're traveling for business and a little pleasure yeah. this time. Yeah. yeah, good deal. And we're still putting up firewood in case it ever gets cold this winter. We we burn wood for about six months of the year, but only one stove is going in this weather, and that saves wood for sure. Yeah. Well, folks, you can join me for the 13th annual Randy and Janine Memorial Fishery to benefit Abate Wisconsin on Saturday, January 20th. That's at Knuckleheads Bar and Grill on Little Cedar Lake. It's an ice fishing event, but the folks there tell me it's a go whether there's ice or not. You can still fish if you want to. Proceeds go to raising motorcycle awareness. Check my Facebook page for details. I hope to see you there. That's also free ice fishing or free fishing weekend. I guess you don't have to be ice fishing. Well, coming up, we'll meet the creator of the Fish Donkey app and learn about what he calls the future of fishing tournaments. And Vernon County Economic Development and Tourism Coordinator Christina Dahlhausen comes back to bring us up to speed on the whereabouts of Vernon County's resident Sasquatch, Vernon Esquatch. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Get ready now for 2024 with the official outdoor news sportsman's calendar. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or finding your local sports show, this collectible calendar has it all. Stay ahead with moon phases, peak fish and wildlife activity times, and more, all surrounded by original images from the nation's top wildlife artists. Now available in multiple states, including Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois, all the way to New York. Supplies are limited, so get yours today at OutdoorNews.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Are you putting off treating your hearing loss for you or a loved one because you can't afford it? Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Venipole from Professional Hearing Care, and I'm telling you that you couldn't be further away from the truth. I believe that everyone should have access to hearing health care and improve cognitive health, and that's why we offer our affordable treatment plan. Our team is dedicated to taking the stigma and cost of hearing loss out of the picture. For a free consultation, call 608 292-4916 or visit our website at www.profhearingcare.com Sun, sun, sun Fun, fun, fun Sun, sun, sun Every kind of boat under the sun that boat show music is back, and so is Wisconsin's largest boat show. Everything from family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, luxury pontoons, and more Great Lakes cruisers and motor yachts. We have the boats. Shop for skis, boards, and tubes at the Tubers Truck Load Sale. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com, January 19th through 28th, State Fair Park. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. 
We don't have much ice yet here in southwest Wisconsin, but it's ice fishing season up north and in parts of Minnesota, Michigan, and the Dakotas, and probably in some Canadian provinces as well. And you know, there are several ice fishing and even open water competitions that you can enter regardless of where you're fishing. And to tell us how you can make that happen is Darren Amundsen. He is co-founder with his wife, Bonnie, of something called Fish Donkey. Their website is fishdonkey.com, and their motto is the future of tournament fishing. And we'll learn what that's all about in just a second. Well, Darren Amundsen, welcome to Outdoors Radio, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dan. You're quite welcome. What is Fish Donkey? Well, let me say, it's this is going to be a roundabout explanation, kind of. But when I first started, I was a person who didn't really like apps. I don't want to, like, open up an app to order my tacos at Taco Bell. I want to just go in and pay. But I've always loved technology. I love the outdoors. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've started other companies. And when I was looking at fishing tournaments, it just made a lot of sense to have an app. And the reason why is we can load a full copy of a fishing tournament on your phone. And you don't even need internet because it is an app. You can take your app out to a remote location. The app will date and timestamp your photos because you're taking them with the app. We can guarantee it's not an old photo. It's not an altered photo. And then we did a bunch of things to make sure that people aren't cheating. Like we have a live release video requirement on a lot of our tournaments. So in a live release video, you know the fish is alive and it swims away. It's not thrown in a live well and remeasured later. And so we just looked at every aspect of a tournament, how we can run it on an app, and then we know there's two parts to it. Can we prevent cheating and is it better for fish? And the cheating thing, we have a patent on it. We have anti-cheating technology. It's really bulletproof. It's better than a weigh-in, in fact, because you can't do the whole weights and fish thing. And with this technology now, we can fish anywhere, which opens us up to larger geographical footprints for tournaments. So we have a lot of nationwide ice tournaments and open water tournaments coming up this year. The second thing I want to mention is it also, in conjunction with allowing us to run tournaments over larger areas and over longer periods of time, it's also better for fish. Because we all know as anglers, if you put a fish in the live well, you have to go back in for a weigh-in. You're a lot of times pounding across waves, racing in to get this fish wave in, whereas if you're doing it with catch, photo, video release, you're just taking the fish, documenting it, and immediately releasing it back into the lake, and it's, it's better for fish. Yes, I had an opportunity to use your app at the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Writers Conference. We had a half-day tournament, I think it was. My group did pretty well with the panfish, and it was interesting to see the leaderboard keep changing as people would enter new fish. Is that essentially the app that you're talking about? Yes, absolutely. So when we get a leaderboard update, as people enter their fish, the data goes to live leaderboards. And when we get a new leader on the leaderboard, we also get a notification that goes out to everyone. So like say if we're running a week-long tournament and some of the people are at work, others are fishing, if someone takes the lead, everybody in the tournament gets a notification. It's fish donkey. They get a hee-haw on their phone, and they'll all know that someone took the lead in the tournament. And, you know, when we did that tournament that you were in, after it was over, you gave me a tip on where you guys caught your rock bass. Yeah. And, and I went out there a few days later because I was in a tournament that was a master angler tournament where you have to catch a large specimen of each fish species. But there were 34 species, and I needed to catch a large rock bass. I went out there, and I caught it within 15 minutes when you told me about where to fish, and it was great. I forgot to thank you for that. Well, I'm glad that worked for you, Darren, but I hope you didn't reveal that spot because it was a secret spot that someone shared with me. In fact, our guide shared it with us. I was fishing alone, so no one else knows about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And, and that brings up... I don't a... even know if I was in the exact right spot, for sure. I kind of tried to go where you described it, and I floated over a rock pile, and bang, I caught one right away, and it was large, and I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Well... That brings up a feature of your app. You don't save the GPS locations. You don't drop pins on a map, and so no one can steal the location where I right. caught a fish or someone else entered a fish, right? Right. That was important to us that we don't share fishermen's locations, but our app does record it, and it can be checked. We do check sometimes after a tournament, but it would be only within Fish Donkey where we'll look at a map, and if the tournament is, say, 
limited to Leech Lake. We'll look at a map. It'll drop all the pins at once, and we'll say, okay, are all of these fish caught within Leech Lake? And it will be a yes or a no answer. There won't be any locations revealed to anyone. It'll just be yes or no, it's inbounds or it's not inbounds. So that prevents cheating by fishing in some other lake. What are the other cheating prevention features? Well, we have the photo manipulation thing because we take it with our app and we lock it down, we encrypt it, we do some checks on it. If someone even tries to just change the lighting on the photo or anything on the photo, if they try to change the date and time it was taken, all of these things will trigger an invalidation with our software. And as a tournament director is looking at that angler's photos, it'll come up and say it's invalid. We don't get that very often, but every once in a while we do have invalid photos that come from a tournament. A lot of times it's not even people trying to cheat. It's people who didn't realize that like, they were fishing out in a remote area with no internet, and they made changes to their photos before they actually got sent in. They thought, oh, I'll just clip it a little bit, makes the picture, you know, brighten the, the lighting on it, or do some small change like that, and they didn't realize that they altered their photos and they invalidated them. But sometimes those are accepted or not, depending on what the tournament director wants to do. But that's another cheating prevention. You know, and then the re-catching of fish or the re-measuring of fish is prevented by using video release. So we know the fish is alive. It swam away. It wasn't dead and frozen like an ice fishing contest. Sometimes someone could freeze a fish and unthaw it and measure it. It's like, nope, it's alive. Here it is. It's swimming away. Where did the name fish donkey come from? Well, a donkey is a large fish, and it's not a lot that you hear that term. I heard that term when we were fishing while we were forming the company. It came up, and it's really a nice name in that it's memorable and it's different from a lot of the other fishing company names out there. And the URL was available, and so to me it was important that the website address was Fish Donkey, was the name of the company, and that all matched because it, it makes it a lot easier to describe your company and how to find it. So if you want to find our company, you just go to fishdonkey.com. There's so much innovation in fishing, and there's so many different names, it's really hard to keep track of. And Fish Donkey worked out because it's unique. It certainly is. Well, Darren, we've got to take a break here, but I want to hear about some of your tournaments. Will you come back in a minute or two and tell us about them? Absolutely. We'll try to tell you about some of the tournaments coming up so that people know about them. All right. Folks, I'm talking with Darren Amundsen, co-founder of Fish Donkey, and we'll be back after this to hear about some of the tournaments coming up. I'm Dan Small. You're listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. I'm talking with Darren Amundsen. He is co-founder of a company called Fish Donkey. It is an app that is a new way of doing fish tournaments. The app is fishdonkey.com. They call themselves the future of tournament fishing. We've learned about the app, and now we're going to find out about some of these tournaments. Well, Darren, thanks for sticking with us. And first of all, how does a tournament work on your app? Like a traditional legacy tournament works where people enter their fish and they are sorted by species and go to leaderboards. The difference is you can see live results of where you lie in the tournament. And uh, we really mimic a lot of traditional tournament aspects like hiding leaderboards. So as a tournament director, if you want to surprise everybody and meet at, say, like a certain restaurant at the very end of the tournament and gather and then reveal the results, we have a button on our site or on our app. They can click that button. It will instantly hide all the results. A lot of tournaments will run, say, like a two- or three-day tournament. They'll run most of the time, or you'll be able to see the leaderboards, and then the last half a day or something, they'll press that button and hide the results. And then you show up at the end where they reveal the winners and, and award the prizes and stuff. But otherwise, you know, it's pretty much the same as a regular tournament. Same thing with joining. We make it really easy to join a tournament for organizers especially. They don't have to keep track of who's joined, who hasn't. It's all automated within the app. Users download our app for free. They can go to fishdonkey.com slash app and download it, or they can just get it right straight from the Google Play Store or the Apple iPhone Store on their phone. 
They download the app for free, and within the app, there's a large list of tournaments that they can join, and they'll vary in prices depending on what the entry fee is for that tournament, but they range from free tournaments up to $700 per entry-type tournaments. There's large tournaments being ran on it as well. We also have a subscription for student angling high school fishing teams and stuff where they can buy a subscription and then they can run as many free events as they want for doing training for their team and just for fun. And so most of those events are all free, totally free for the students. And for people who are entering a tournament, they would then pay their entry fee through your app? Is that how that works? What happens is a secure bank account is created with the credit card processor. And so let's say if it's a $100 entry tournament or $20, when people join, they'll pay the $20. It goes into that account, but they'll also pay a small service fee on top of that. It's like paying a sales tax sort of. They'll pay $20 to the tournament, and they'll pay an extra $3 as a service fee to Fish Donkey. And that's the only way we really make money is from that small service fee that we tack on to every tournament. Most fishing tournaments are held on one lake or one series of lakes, but you offer tournaments the opportunity to fish anywhere, don't you? Right. It can be ran on just one lake, and you can run it just like you normally would, or you can expand it to a second lake, a third lake, or you can just say countywide, statewide, or even nationwide, even North America-wide, which in you know U.S. and Canada. Well, let's talk about some of these specific tournaments. What's going on now, and what can people enter now? We have a number of tournaments in the app right now. One of my favorites is the Ice Queen, which is ladies only. So if you're a member of Women Anglers of Minnesota, the tournament is free to join. It's a 10 best crappies and 10 best walleyes, so there's two leaderboards, a stringer of 10 walleyes. If you can catch 20 walleyes, you catch 20 walleyes. It'll track each angler's top 10 and rank them in order. If someone catches 20, it's just going to take their 10 best, so they'll be upgrading all the time. That's one of my favorites. It's ice belt wide in the U.S., and it's crappies and walleyes. Another of my favorites, and it's new this year, is the Stone Cold Crappie Trail, and I'm really excited about that. It's running for five weeks and it's a stringer of three copies. It's so it's copies only, but copies are all across the ice belt. There'll be a winner each week for the largest stringer of three each week, plus the winner overall. The overall winner is not as large of a prize as we're giving away to something we're calling celebrity matching crappie. And three times during the contest, Nicole Stone is a social media star. Either her or another social media celebrity will catch a crappie and they'll enter it into the app. And the first person to catch a matching crappie of the same size after that would be the next person on the leaderboard right on top of them will win $500. And so they're going to do that three times throughout the five weeks. We're excited to run that. I think that one's going to be a really cool tournament. Interesting. Now, you have some open water tournaments as well, right? We do. You have to just look at the water requirements. You know, just offhand, there's the USA National which is started out of New York, but it's nationwide, and it's 15 species. You can fish ice or open water. There's a number of them, though. If you just look at the lakes, they'll specify whether they're ice only or if they're all waters. And usually it's just all public waters. There's another tournament that I'm pretty excited about is the Seven Species Slam, which we're running right now, and those are proving to be really popular. The Seven Species Slam... It's running over the holidays. It's going through January 7th. There's a total of 17 days. And what's great about it is you couldn't really even run a tournament like this on a traditional platform we have to weigh because it's any lake and you catch one of the seven species, it's total inches. So it's going to add up your largest pike, your largest perch, your largest walleye, your largest crappie, your largest bass, up their seven species total. And then that gives you a total inches for that time period. And that's one that's proving to be really fun. People are going out and fishing all over. It's fun because you target one species one day, try to go out and catch a big bass, then try to go out and catch a big walleye, maybe accidentally catch a pike, try to catch a large perch. It's, it's just a lot of fun to do that format, and it's the only way you can do it, it really is on the app. These are all interesting. What kind of response are you getting from anglers? All the time we get people that come up and tell us thank you and they love it. 
<laughs> we're getting people who are addicted and traveling and going places trying to find a remote waters where they can get an advantage and try to catch a bigger fish of a certain species. It's just a lot of fun. It's also easier. You know, if you don't want to be down at the boat ramp at 7 a.m. and you have a three-day tournament, you can show up at noon and fish on your local lake and the spots you know close to home. And it just makes it easier to access the tournament. And there's, you know, multiple ways to win. Largest fish always works. But there's also, you know, other ways that people win with random winnings. And uh, just there's just a lot of excitement in a tournament like this. What are you hearing from tournament directors, people who have been running traditional tournaments where the boats go out at 7, they come back at 3, they weigh the fish, they uh, show them to yeah. the, whole, uh, the whole crowd that's there, they release them, or they, depending on the rules, you know, um, some states won't let you release the fish. What are tournament directors saying? There's a number of advantages for the directors. They say it's easier to set it up. They don't have to worry about the weigh-ins and all that. One of the nice things, they usually care a lot about the release of the fish and the survival rate, and we know the survival rate's better, and it's better for the fish to immediately release them out on the water. But in addition, it's it's easier at the start and the finish. At the start, they can still do their traditional boat check if they want, but we also allow for a virtual boat check where the first fish entry of the day is a video of all the boat cavities. So they'll take a video through the app to prove that the live wells and everything are empty of the entire boat and go around. So that's an option. But with this virtual start, if you do that and say you're fishing on a big body of water like Green Bay and it's windy, it allows anglers and tournament directors to run a tournament where the anglers can start at different starting points where they can avoid the wind and be closer to where they want to fish. And then another nice thing they like about it is if the tournament ends at 3 p.m., the app stops it exactly at 3 p.m., so you're not going to be able to enter a fish at 3.01. If it's not entered at 3 and that button's not pressed, it's not happening. But that also avoids people having to fly in for the weigh-in and pound across the water. It's hard on the fish, but it's also hard on the equipment. A lot of times if you're fishing in, a, like, say, Green Bay again, a big windy body of water, it's a lot nicer to just stop at the end of the day and drive back safely. You know, and then other than that, you know, directors are saying, you know, they're still running their events uh, like they always do. It's just a little easier to keep track of the money. It's better for the fish. They can still have their award ceremonies and use the hidden leaderboards to display the results at the award ceremony. It's really mimicking a traditional tournament. It's just doing it in a new way that's better for fish and easier on the anglers. And if someone wants to create a tournament, can they just do that? Like the five friends get together and they want to have a, a friendly tournament or maybe a local bass club or a local, uh, I don't know, a yes. ice fishery? Yes, the app has a button on it. When you log in, after you install the app, it's got two buttons, one for finding fishing tournaments and one for setting up your own fishing tournaments. And we allow everybody to do one free fishing tournament so they can just try it out. They can do a family and friends if they want, go out and just run a small event. I don't enjoy the family and friends one as much. And my reasoning is if I'm out with my friends, I, I kind of take their word for it that they caught the biggest fish, even if they're in a different boat. I might like them to take a photo of it to show it to me, but if I'm with my friends, I kind of trust them and I know, hey, you did get a 26 and a quarter inch walleye. But it's still a lot of fun to try the app out. When it gets to be important to use the app is when you're starting to be more competitive and you've got money on the line, or if you want to have a very distributed tournament and you're fishing against other people that you don't know, then you want to keep everybody honest and you definitely want to use the app. All right. Well, Darren, I think this really is the future of tournament fishing, and I appreciate you spending some time with us here during the holiday season to explain how a fish donkey works and I hope a lot of listeners decide, you know what, I think I'm going to enter one of these tournaments or maybe start one of my own. So thanks so much, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Dan. That was Darren Amundsen. He is co-founder of Fish Donkey. The app is found on their website, fishdonkey.com. Check it out. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle Li from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD-93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case, making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today.
Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camel pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Sun, 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 fun, 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 sun, 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 every kind of boat under the sun. That boat show music is back, and so is Wisconsin's largest boat show. Everything from family runabouts, ski and surf boats, fishing boats, luxury pontoons, and more Great Lakes cruisers and motor yachts. We have the boats. Shop for skis, boards, and tubes at the Tubers Truck Load Sale. Check MilwaukeeBoatShow.com, January 19th through 28th, State Fair Park. Are you putting off treating your hearing loss for you or a loved one because you can't afford it? Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Venipal from Professional Hearing Care, and I'm telling you that you couldn't be further away from the truth. I believe that everyone should have access to hearing health care and improve cognitive health, and that's why we offer our affordable treatment plan. Our team is dedicated to taking the stigma and cost of hearing loss out of the picture. For a free consultation, call 608 608- Two nine two four nine one six, or visit our website at www.profhearingcare.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Florence County Forestry and Parks is happy to announce their new online registration system for access to our Lake Emily and West Bass Lake campgrounds, pavilions, boat launch yearly passes, and information on the Kai's Peak Ski Lodge. FlorenceCountyParks.com is the site. It is currently live for you to see how it functions, and you can set up your account sign-in for when you're ready to reserve sites starting on January 1st, 2024. So check out FlorenceCountyParks.com and get ready for 2024. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Every so often you hear a report of a Bigfoot sighting, and there are even groups that have gone searching for Bigfoot here in Wisconsin, in Michigan, Minnesota, the Pacific Northwest, and other places where people have said they've seen a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Well, here in Vernon County, Wisconsin, in the heart of the Driftless area, there's a resident Bigfoot. He goes by the name of Vernon S. Quatch, and he wanders throughout Vernon County, and he reports from a different location every week in a column in the Vernon County View called Get Lost in Vernon County. And joining us now to talk about Vern and his travels is Christina Dahlhausen. She is the Economic Development and Tourism Coordinator for Vernon County and a good friend of Vern's. Christina, welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much. Vern and I are very happy to be on the radio today. Is he there with you? He's always with me. Yes, he's hiding in the corner, but he's happy. He made it through Christmas just fine. How was Christmas for Vern? He was a very good boy. He was on Santa's nice list. He kind of has this like complex where he thinks that he's kind of naughty when he's stalking people and places and things like that. But, you know, it's just what the Sasquatch does and what Vern does. He's okay with it, and he got lots lots of presents. Nice. Now, he is a big fellow and a rather scary-looking fellow, but he's shy, as you've indicated, and he's really quite gentle, isn't he? He's shy and gentle. I think people are more scared of him than he's scared of the humans, but he's kind of like a bee, you know? He smells the fear, and when people are scared of him, he's scared right back. Oh, all right. Well, last, makes him want to hide even more. Last time we talked to you, you told me Vern might make an appearance at an event in Vernon County. Did that ever happen? 
Well, he said that he would go down to music in the parks, which happens every Wednesday, you know, June through September, between East Sophia Park and Sidey Hollow. He said he would do it, but I, I don't know what happened. He just decided maybe it was too soon, and, you know, there was a lot of kids there, and there was nearly 400, 600 people every Wednesday night. I think he just, he freaked himself out, so he decided <laughs> not to go. He was watching, you know, from the woods, for sure, but mm-hmm. um, he just couldn't quite bring himself to go in front of the crowd and make a big deal about it because yet again that shyness but he did in fact though make an appearance at the Viroqua Montessori school and he wished a little boy a happy birthday so that was something I'll bet it was was there a tv crew there or anybody to capture that on film (laughs) no there wasn't anybody I don't think they were expecting it you know (laughs) I, I got a call later from the school saying, hey, there was a Sasquatch that came and wished your boy a happy birthday. And he came right in the school. He signed in. There was nobody holding him back. But, you know, he must have just put on his best face and acted real professional. And he did it. And he didn't hurt anybody. He just went in, happy birthday, and left. Wow. Yeah. He does kind of sneak around for a big guy. He gets around, and you don't know that he's been there uh, until... His story appears in the paper, and you take photographs of him in unusual places and some pretty everyday places in Vernon County, don't you? That's right. That's right. Yep. I mean, just just throughout the years, and I'll tell you, you know, he's been doing this, writing articles and then giving them to me, and then I submit them to the paper for almost three years. February 2021 was when he started this whole thing. I mean, if we really think about it, and he does it every single week, there's 52 weeks in a year, and Vern is telling me, yep, 52 weeks, yep, that's right, yep. So come February, he's done nearly over 150 articles that he's submitted to the paper, and that's 150 different locations in Vernon County. That's a pretty good run, I would say. It certainly is. Do you think he's going to run out of hidden places to visit? Not as far as I can tell. Vern was just talking to me, you know, over Christmas break. Sometimes he doesn't know if he's in Vernon County or not. He was talking about maybe even making his way up to Cashton or going down a little bit into Richland County or Crawford County. You know, there's Rush Creek. That's a great spot Mm -hmm. out there. He was thinking about doing that one, too. I don't know if he's confined by borders. You know, that's the thing about Vern is he just wanders and goes where the wind takes him. Now, does a Sasquatch live in a cave or in a tree or where when he's not out wandering around? He lives in a cave outside of the Kickapoo Valley Reserve down in there. I can't really tell you exactly because he really wants to keep it secret. He doesn't want people coming around. He trusts me, of course. And then every week we kind of have this telepathy thing where he'll like get a hold of me. You know, I can just hear him in my, in my head and I, he hears me and he says, I'm going to be over here. And I said, cool. And then I make my way out there and I take the picture and, and then he gives me the words and then I submit it to the paper every week. That's how it goes. It's amazing that he and you are able to find so many neat places to visit. Where is he this weekend? This weekend? You know how you see all those Christmas lights all around? Yeah. Yeah, well, he wanted to kind of play on that a little bit, and he talked about rural electrification. that happened all over the Midwest, but he was really thinking about it. You know, like, how do these lights turn on? And let's think about the history of this, and how did it happen in Vernon County? And then it actually ends up talking about different kinds of electrification, not just the movement of how the cooperatives got started, like the Vernon Electric Co-op, but it also started going into um, talking about another way of electrifying our homes and our businesses and our Christmas lights, which would be solar, which we have an amazing solar movement going on here. So he's all in touch with what's going on nowadays. It's pretty amazing. It certainly is. Yeah, we've got solar panels here, and we're not alone in this county. There are a lot of folks who have their own, and of course, you know, there's a a big solar network uh, throughout the state as well. And in fact, rural electrification got its start here, didn't it? It got its start real near here, actually. It was Richland County, down by Boaz. But yeah, it extended right out into Vernon County, and Vern teaches me things all the time. And I guess the first farms that were set up were just southwest of Westby. I'll be darned. Those were the first ones, yep. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, we are close to that ourselves. 
Yeah. Do you get response? Does he get response from readers who visit the places he's been to or people who know those places he visits? Well, yes. A couple times a month he'll receive an email or a, a phone call or people are starting to put it together that myself, Christina Dalhausen, the Economic Development Tourism Coordinator for Vernon County, has a great connection and friendship with Vern. So they'll connect with me. You know, I was just walking around, let's say, at the Verocco Food Co-op, and there I am, standing in the parking lot, and somebody comes up and says, hey, you got to tell Vern to go check out, for example, Brookville. Mm-hmm. This is something I never even knew about, but Brookville is just south of Verocqua, right on the headwaters of Reeves Creek, and there was a whole community there. The first church was there, the first school was there in Vernon County. It's amazing what people know. They tell me a little bit about it. I tell Vern, he's like, oh, yes, I remember and before you know it, he sends me the article, and it's in the paper. Yeah, cool. I I remember reading that one, and that was news to me. Of course, I'm I'm a newcomer here. I've only been here about ten or eleven years. It seems like forever, okay. but I'm still learning, and I learn a lot from Vern's travels and from the photos that you sent. Well, if people don't read the Vernon County View, you know, we have listeners all over the state and all over the world, really, because oh. we're on the internet. How can people outside our immediate area read about Vern's adventures? Well, it's all digital, too, which is shocking to Vern and to myself. But you can be able to just Google, you know, Vernon S. Squatch, Get Lost, and it'll pull you right up to, um, I think it's the Lacrosse Tribune, picks it up, and there's digital copies of all the stories. And I may have mentioned this last time, but it's still a goal, and maybe it's one of our resolutions this year, is to actually put all these articles that Vern has written and all the pictures into one book and then sell it or give it away or put it in every single Airbnb and every hotel so when people come to the area, they can read about Vern and his travels and maybe even visit some of those places. What a great idea. I think you should do that. Yeah. You and Vern should get together and do that in your spare time when you're not uh, following yeah. him around the county. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> yeah, he's had some good ones this year. He's talked about Dilly, which is a town outside of Hillsborough area. He talked about the name Viroqua, mm-hmm. which was news, also news to me, and Black Hawk Rock, which is in Kickapoo Valley Reserve. One thing, I don't know if you caught it, but did you catch that there was an emu loose oh, yeah. in Vernon County this yep. summer? Yep. Oh, it was all the rage. And Vern, of course, met the emu and had a nice little interaction and decided, you know what, we're going to talk about Lou the emu this week in his article. And it was a real hit. Well, and if people want to suggest places for Vern to visit, they should contact you or contact Vern through the paper. How does that happen? Yep, either way. I've received information from the paper itself that says, hey, you know, here's somebody who has a story for you, or they've contacted me directly, which you can just go to vernoncounty.org and look under economic development, and you'll find my name and my email and my phone number, and anybody can call at any time with any great tips for Vern. I'll make sure I pass them along. Fantastic. Well, Christina, thank you so much for spending some time with us again, and we will catch up with you you and Vern maybe this summer if he gets brave enough to show up in the Music in the Parks at one of those events. They're Wednesday. They're free, right? Yep. Free Wednesday Music in the Parks put on by the Friends of Vernon County Parks and Forests. It's a nonprofit that helps enhance the parks and promote the parks and all that. It's a great free event for families and people of all ages, and hopefully Vern will come out and he'll make an appearance and do a little dance. All right. Get him working on those dance moves. Wish him a happy new year for us. I know he's shy and doesn't want to talk on the radio, <laughs> but he's listening, so he Here, knows let, what's going on. Here, let me let me ask if he wants to talk. Yeah, sure. Hey, Vern. Vern. Uh, he's covering his ears. Shaking. Oh, Vern. Okay, well, Christina, thanks so much, and we will follow Vern's travels in the Vernon County View. Appreciate your spending some time with us, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and Vern wishes you a Happy New Year, too, in his own way. All right, thank you. Christina Dahlhausen is the Economic Development Director for Vernon County. You can learn all about Vernon the Sasquatch by reading the Vernon County View or go online and just search for Vernon S. Quatch. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. 
Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD-93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Get ready now for 2024 with the official Outdoor News Sportsman's Calendar. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or finding your local sports show, this collectible calendar has it all. Stay ahead with moon phases, peak fish and wildlife activity times, and more. All surrounded by original images from the nation's top wildlife artists. Now available in multiple states including Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois, all the way to New York. Supplies are limited, so get yours today at OutdoorNews.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts on online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show... Catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. Florence County Forestry and Parks is happy to announce their new online registration system for access to our Lake Emily and West Bass Lake campgrounds, pavilions, boat launch yearly passes, and information on the Kai's Peak Ski Lodge. FlorenceCountyParks.com is the site. It is currently live for you to see how it functions, and you can set up your account sign-in for when you're ready to reserve sites starting on January 1st, 2024. So check out FlorenceCountyParks.com and get ready for 2024. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. They're closed until January 2nd, but they'll be at the Milwaukee Boat Show with 40-plus boats on display. Check out their website for details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camel wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com, and by Professional Hearing Care, LLC of Mauston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, profhearingcare.com. And if our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not airing in your area now, you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And the last several years of our Deer Hunt Wisconsin shows are archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. You can listen to the radio show and download it in a couple of different places, lake-link.com. Go to their outdoor radio page, download it there, or check out outdoornews.com slash podcasts. You can also find Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. Find me at Hardwater Jeff. I mentioned earlier I will be at the 13th annual Randy and Janine Memorial Fishery at Knuckleheads Bar on Little Cedar Lake on January 20th. You can learn more about it on my Facebook page or just uh, do a search or if you're driving around the West Bend area, you will see some signs and banners that say um, the fishery is happening and that I'll be there. And Wisconsin's Catch and Release Inland Trout Season opens next Saturday, January 6th. Your 2023 fishing license and trout stamp are still good until the end of March. But check the website of, of the DNR for any details on tackle requirements and which streams are open. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes and look for updates on his performances at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, Happy New Year to you. 
Happy New Year, Dan. Thank you. We'll talk again next week. And folks, Happy New Year to everyone out there. Get outside this weekend and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. On the gunnel. When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey. 